And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you from Lot B and Lot B Minus out here in very warm and quite pleasant California. Randy, how are you feeling today? I am doing exceptional. Lee well. <laughs> To ever finish my sentences. I'm just trying to help you out. I, I can tell that you stopped at I'm doing exceptional, but that's not really a thing. You, you can't Is it not? Do a, no, I don't think that's I don't think that's correct in any I'm doing form. I'm doing better than exceptionally well today, Rob. I'm excited to be here with you. Uh feeling great. It's a hot day here in the Bay Area. Yeah. Oh uh, hot over by you. What was it like sixty five? It was almost seventy five. Holy crap. Yeah, I know. Degrees for you. I think we were pushing 90 over here today. It was kind of nice. Been, uh, it's been beautiful. Um, want to welcome everybody to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. Give a shout out to our boys and gals and the lovely Drew Estate, Randy. The Rebirth of Cigars for sponsoring this show today. Thank you so much uh, for that. And Randy, where are the challenge episodes, man? How do you feel about it? I, I feel like my challenge, I don't feel like I won my challenge. I feel like I did okay, though. I think I gave you a, a thumbs up. You gave yourself a thumbs down. How did that work out? No, I, I, I wanted. I did thumbs up as well. I wanted to go thumbs okay. sideways, frankly, but that's right. It was. Uh, but as as uh, I mentioned during the live earlier this week, once that beer warmed up a little bit, probably warmer than it should be, the the pairing did get a little bit better. So uh, it wasn't a bad pairing to begin with, but it just I was hoping for better. I was hoping uh-huh. for better. Uh, HOV 2020. I was about to say. That's a carpool lane, right? (laughs) I don't think they have carpool lanes in Wyoming. Be careful. You're going to confuse Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what the sticker you get on your... You have those on your car, right? I do. What is that? What is HOV? It's HOV. High occupancy vehicle. vehicle. Robbie in any vehicle instantly makes it high occupancy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what that means, but I kind of like it. I was was trying to make a fat joke, but, you know, just didn't... Uh, I'd say like a high energy joke. Like he has the energy for like five guys. Five guys. Oh, she's talking about Randy, not about me. Hey. Oh, okay. Because not the fat part, because Randy's not fat, but the high energy part. Nobody's fat here. Let's get that straight. I don't know. You said it. I I, I am pushing like 170. I I need to start doing some crunches. Uh, We're getting middle fingers from Patrick already. I'm back already. I'm back on my (laughs) diet today, boys. I've decided that. I decided that. this quarantine thing, put, I put on some poundage, and so today I woke up, and I just said to myself, self, I'm going back on my diet, and I, that's what I'm doing, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn eight pounds. That's what I'm talking is it, about. Is it the bacon and bourbon diet? or? <clears throat> uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. The boys checking in from, uh, from the home studio in, uh, we'll just say Denver, Colorado, because that's all I know, I know you guys are near Denver. It's close enough. We say we're in San Francisco. We're not. It's close enough. We are in a submarine roughly 30 meters below the surface. <laughs> of Denver? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. It's a very that's right weird where you be. situation. Yeah. Right where you want to be. So, Randy, we've got a challenge episode. Uh, this is my challenge to you. And now I'm going to challenge our audience to hit that share button down in the bottom right-hand corner. Randy, did you like that segue? I thought it was fantastic. If you guys want to hit that share button, we'd appreciate it. Uh, let folks know uh, that the show is live. 
uh, all those tuning in on podcasts. We really do appreciate you tuning in. Um, HOV sticker in my stands for what? Horse on a voyage. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. That's pretty good, Kevin. That's, That's pretty good. It's a pretty good joke. That's a pretty good joke. So, um, okay, so we are back. We've got the challenge episode this week, Randy. I'm challenging you, and I'm going to tell everybody the cigar. And it's you know it's funny. I challenged you with a cigar that I've only smoked once. This is the second time I've smoked the cigar, and I've never smoked this size. But we are going with the Hoya. Uh, you can't see it with the lighting. Hopefully, there's a cool picture showing up here in a second. The Hoya Cinco Decadas. Decadas. It's right. decadent. I, I think I got it. Uh, that would be the Hoya de Nicaragua. Did Jordan did Jordan Jordan even show that sexy pick or what? No. You know, he's he's got the, our our names on when Ooh. you're on the screen. He's forgetting to put the pictures up. What's going on over mm, there? There's today? stuff behind that, the scenes you don't know about. That's, 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 that's okay. <laughs> uh it is the Hoya de Nicaragua Cinco Decadas. That's what I said. Yeah. Just Pretty like much. <laughs> so like cinco décadas. Yeah. Because the accent is on the E. I was saying it before, like the accent was on the A, like Jordan did. Like decat, decades is actually right, what right. I did. Like tecate, not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, not, at, not all. Thing at all. No, but that was, I think that was where my mind was when I said it. Uh-huh. And then I, I realized today that I was putting the emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable. Nice. I don't, nice. Know what, I don't know what movie that's from, but it's from a movie. And I think it's with Mike Myers. And I feel like they're on an airplane or something. But I was putting neophosis in the wrong syllables. Anyway, uh, so that's the cigar that we're going with uh, in the Diadema uh, Vitola. Randy, what is the beer that we are drinking today? We will be pairing this. So you, again, challenged me with this beautiful stick. And I wanted to make sure that we were bringing a a beer that would uh, bring out some of the finer qualities of that, and so we are going to be drinking the Alaskan Amber Alt Style beer. Very excited about both the cigar and the the beer today. They both have fantastic uh, backgrounds and, and great stories, as we've talked many times. You know, it's one of the things that I enjoy so much about uh, the com- uh, you know the uh, synergies and similarities between craft beer and premium cigars is that. Uh, so much of why it becomes nostalgic and romantic to us is that uh, they have these great, rich histories and, and backgrounds. And uh, I think today's pairing is going to really uh, uh, emphasize that fact. <laughs> there's definitely a lot. <clears throat> there's, uh, there's like 50 years of history behind this particular cigar, Randy. Tanner Which Cole, is... you just won uh, the competition or the, the contest for this show. That we didn't know there was. Yep, yep. I just decided we we're having a contest today, and Tanner Cole just won it. Uh, you can get sp- uh, support Randy Hall of Fame uh, pins made. I'll even split it with you. <laughs> this is, can, can I take my headset off and just throw it on, down and walk off the screen? Here can we I do go. That? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh, jeez. Randy and his freaking Hall of Fame. I'm telling you, Fred McGriff has a better argument than you. Fred McGriff should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't even know who Fred McGriff is. You don't know the crime dog? He is not on oh. the dojo, I can tell you that. Uh, you don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. And Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree with that. As a player, not as a coach. And, wow. and, and then the conversation's over. It's not even a problem anymore. Is it? 
Well, he cheated he, as a coach, not as a player. He was, but he was a player manager. Mm. Yeah. And a wrinkle on that one for you. Anyway, wrinkle. no one tuned in to talk about Pete Rose, except for maybe Hector, if he's tuned in. I, I don't know if he is. but um, So, okay. <laughs> we'll get back. We're going to start talking about the cigar real quick. First of all, check out the T-shirt. Look at that. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> Boom. This is a, a a Randy Griggs special. Randy Randy knows how to uh, how to how to how to treat his the host of his show and, and hooks me up with gear every now and again. Yeah. Now, although on this one you, you may have uh, misinterpreted my sizing a little bit, but this is <laughs> this is going to be my like my target T-shirt. Like I want to get into the right weight to nice. where I can fit into this. It's okay from here up. It's a midriff actually, but you can't see my belly hanging out. Uh, no, it's not that small. It's just I'm trying actually, to motivate. No, I appreciate that. I do. I need that motivation. I actually went on a bike ride today. Whoa! I, you I have a, a bike, huh? Do you have to pump up the tires? And it doesn't you, have any tire. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. I, I have no response to that. No, it's a. We've got a, an exercise bike in the house, so I actually took a ride through the Champagne region of France today. Mm, it's one of those, it's a, I think it's a life cycle. It's got the little screen on there and you're riding through different areas. It's pretty sweet. Wow. Really enjoyed that. That was uh, That's a, a relatively new addition to the, uh, to the Robbie Raz household because both the wife and I were feeling a little sedentary. So we've started going on bike rides, although the seats are very uncomfortable. But that is neither here nor there, Randy. We are here to talk about the Hoya de Nicaragua Cinco Décadas. Nailed it right there. Nailed it. Didn't even get a reaction from you. That's disappointing. No, it was it, it was perfect. But but I was contemplating Chris Flood's question. What did uh, he say? As you said it, and you said it perfectly. By the way, honestly, it was great in, in, inflection. But who's most likely to die first in a horror movie, Rob or Randy? Randy, obviously, Randy. Oh come on! I I would be I would be hunting zombies in a horror movie. I don't care what kind That's of horror movie. That's why you die. <laughs> <laughs> This couldn't be really any more clear-cut, honestly. You were trying to make your argument, and you made mine. It was perfect. It was beautifully done, and uh, I think that's... No, that's that's actually a decent question. Randy, you would be... uh, Honestly, you'd be my enforcer. I was about to say, I'd be the one to save you in that movie. No, I'd be standing behind you. Right, I'd save everybody because I'd I'd whack their heads off before they even got a chance for the scary music (laughs) to come on because that would cause nightmares, and I wouldn't want that. Person in front always dies. Randy, you have to have, be much more even keel in a horror movie to survive. You can't just, you have way too much personality going on. You're going to die <laughs> I, instantly. I don't know. I think that, that Randy, he would be making like zombie jerky and stuff. Like, <laughs> we'd be able to eat. Like, Ooh, that, now, that these are two different really conversations. Tough. You're talking about an actual zombie apocalypse. I, I Th- this is a horror movie situation. I know, but Randy just has a way of like he'd probably study like what's the best way to chop off a bad guy's head. You know, like he'd study that. He'd get certificates in that. In a, <laughs> in, a, in a real zombie apocalypse, Randy wins. He's the last man standing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, guys, you guys definitely want to come to my house if zombies yeah. are. Coming. Jordan, Jordan, you are making the correct argument. <laughs> Thank you. It, 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 yeah, it, zombie apocalypse, real life. Abs- like if these murder hornets turn out to be a thing and everybody's getting killed by hornets, then Randy will be an expert and certifica- certificated. Certified. <laughs> certified. Certified. Certified with a certificate and a certification mm-hmm. yes. in, in uh, killing uh, hornets. 
I just totally, I, it was a, it was a little bit of a bit and I completely ruined it because I said certificated. <laughs> anyway, I, I, guys, I do want to talk about the cigar. So stop sidetracking me. It's the Hoya okay. de Nicaragua Cinco Decadas. And thank you again, Randy. I crushed it that time too. It is, <clears throat> it was released Randy in 2018, which was the 50th anniversary of, uh, of Hoya de Nicaragua, believe it or not. So there's a lot of information behind this particular cigar. So doing some research, Randy was nice enough to help me out because <clears throat> I've had a very busy week. Uh, not that you haven't, but you, uh, you made the time to help me out, and I appreciate that. Um, just some highlights for this particular cigar. In, uh, so it came out in 2018. It was released at the IPCPR trade show. It's called IPCPR back then. It was the 86th annual. Uh, Randy, in Las Vegas, Nevada, where the elite meet to eat. <laughs> I want to say that more often because Randy doesn't like it. Um, (laughs) So you guys are familiar with the consensus. 150% of you are familiar with this. And it's it's an online uh, cigar uh, website that, you know, publishes the consensus every year. 2018, it was a cigar of the year on the consensus. 2019, it was number six. That's, I think that to me, that's saying something. Because this is a, this is a cigar that is not, it's limited, but it's, it's, it's like a, what do we call it, Randy, when it's limited, but. It's like an ongoing limited production type of thing. I think we go with uh, ongoing limited production. Oh, that's exactly what I just said. That's perfect. <laughs> I crushed it. Just totally. I am so on fire today. Nailed it. Uh, uh, that was good. That was good. So doing some of this research, and one thing that Randy sent me, and this is what's really, really cool, and I didn't realize that this was kind of broken out that way. So Hoya has like four different portfolios, and I didn't. And I've never really even seen this written out anyway, or I mean, I've never really researched it, but they've got the Classico, which is kind of their classic. That's just a standalone cigar. It comes in a bunch of different sizes, as far as I know. Um, it's their flagship, in, uh, it's their European flagship cigar. And I know it's, it's not as, quite as popular in the States, but it's, that cigar's been around forever. There is the, wow, Randy, what is this word for regional? Rosalones? Thank you. Yeah, that's it. There's, they've got regional releases, <clears throat> which, like, um, I'm trying to think of one of their regional releases off the top of my head, and I can't. It's the uh, Rosalones and the Rosalones Reserva. Oh, that's it? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Rosalones looks like, I've never actually seen those. Uh, those are bigger players in the European market than the American market. And um, so, yeah, they, they refer to them as their regionals, but it's not like shop exclusive type regionals like we see now it's just these two cigars that look like um kind of more of an economy line for the european market and then the reserva is a uh kind of uh high-end version of their economy line okay fair enough and then you jump into the hoya line that's the red the black the silver which i mean we've all that hoya silver we talked about a lot Mm -hmm. that was the number two cigar of the year uh on the dojo 2018 right that's correct right? right And the copper and the cabinetta. Cabinetta I haven't smoked. I've smoked the red, the black, the silver, the copper, but haven't smoked the cabinetta. Is that is the cabinetta's either the oldest or the newest would be my guess because I haven't smoked that. Co- I'm guessing I think the copper oldest. is the newest, and that's like oh, a cigar. Cabinetta has the two different. Uh, right, right. Uh, is the oldest on. one. Yeah, the, the copper is the cigars international exclusive. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, is that right? Cabinetta's, yeah. Okay, my mistake. And then you get into the the obra maestra. With the Cuatro Cinco, which is a phenomenal, oh, that's a good cigar, man. 
the Cinco de Décadas, not Décades, Décadas, which we're smoking right now, also phenomenal, and the Numero Uno, which was the number one cigar of the year, 2019 on oh, the Dojo. Numero so, Uno, baby. Wait. Numero Uno. By yeah, the way, love, by the way, that. Robbie, the Classico, the, 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 the regular, the one you first started off with is, Randy, is it <laughs> is a lot like the Numero Uno. It really is. So if you can get your hands on that thing, it's a great cigar oh. as well. But the Numero Uno, man, that's my jam, baby. I, you know, I still haven't smoked that. I have a uh, Lancero. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of it like a Lancero. It's only made it in one size. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Then I do have one. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it was more than one size. <clears throat> I didn't research that one, guys. I researched this one. That's all right. Um, so this is a Nicaraguan puro, Randy. Mm-hmm. It is 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. They don't really... Disclose much of the blend other than to say that it's a Nicaraguan puro. Yeah, every, everywhere that I looked and I uh, was able to get the press release from our good friend Jack Heyer over Oop. at uh, our w- amazing show sponsor, Drew Estate. Have you, uh, not to interrupt and sidetrack again, but have you read Jack's uh, recent article on the dojo? Yes, of course I have. It's fantastic. He's got a, a certain wit and writing ability that, uh, yeah, I, I think he does a great job on all, all the articles he's done for Dojo. He, he crushed it with that specific one because there's so many things that I think are going to be specific to every cigar smoker. Because we all kind of, we don't all start and travel that same path, but uh, like it's evolution of the cigar smokers with the, is the article that I'm talking about if you haven't seen it yet. But uh, check it out, because there's, I would say, at least half of what he says is going to ring true to you. At least half, probably three quarters. Yeah. <clears throat> the bulk of it rang really, really true with me. And it's, it's funny, because it's true, as they say. Indeed. All good humor is based in truth. That sounds like something that Jerry Seinfeld would have said. That was deep. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. You're done. Costanza, you're out. Mic drop. We're smoking the newest size that yes. just came out this year, guys. The, oh. the Fundador. just jumped me. I was the, fuma, the, yeah, the, fumador. the Fundador. Yeah. Is that how you mm, Very Fundador. Good. Starting off real nice. Yeah. And that, uh, which translates into the founder, um, I believe. It comes in three different sizes El General, 7 by 50 which is kind of like a slightly chubby Churchill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Diadema, which is what we're smoking now, 6x54. And the Fundador, that's fun to say. I like saying that. Fundador. That's, that's, fundador. That's 6x54. Uh, like, you don't want to mess with the Fundador. Yeah. I, I don't want to mess with that guy. Got a little more beef to it. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got some clout. He is the founder. He will tear it up. So, you know, if, if, I, if I just may real, real quick, please, you, please you, had, you mentioned the... Um, the line extension that is the home of the Cuatro Cinco, Cinco Décadas, and the Numero Uno, uh, Obra Maestra, is a Spanish for the masterpiece. Oh. So, so just a l- little bit of Cigar Español for you there. I was going to say, a little Cigar Española <laughs> for the... Uh, is it Española or Español? Española. Cigar Española. Cigar Española. Mm-hmm. All right, gotcha. Yes. Um, so this is... <laughs> So it's it's limited in the sense that it comes out once a year, and there's I think it's like five thousand six a year, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, per vitola. So it's not hard to find, and it's a little bit on the pricey side. I think it's like nineteen bucks, depending 
like 18 to 20, I think, depending on the Vitola. Um, this is my second one. I think the first one that I smoked was the uh, the Chubby Churchill. <clears throat> and that's fun to say, too. <laughs> Chubby Churchill. Um, it should be a T-shirt. The um, And that one was, I smoked that for like, two and a half, two and a half hours. Easy. That's a big cigar. But uh, this is a lot of fun, Randy. Lots of nice flavors to it. <clears throat> Medium strength. I think they list it on the the Hoya website here. Let me um, let me make sure they list it as a a four out of five in strength. Uh, it's probably yeah probably medium plus. Uh, the profile is unparalleled elegance, which I think is fantastic. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know I was picking up some unparalleled elegance actually. <laughs> yeah, it is more the retro though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well done. Comes in ten count boxes, and actually I was just I was just ready to jump in and talk about the. The Fundador that uh, Jordan referenced came out last year. Uh, that one's got an MSRP of 20 bucks, So it's not a cheap cigar <clears throat> by any means. Uh, but I think, uh, I think it's definitely worth the, uh, the price paid. I'm really enjoying it. Randy, let's jump in and talk about this beer a little bit. All right. I'm excited to do so. So uh, let's start by talking a little bit about the brewery. So Alaskan Amber. Uh, Alaskan Brewery started in 1986 in Juneau, Alaska. It was, get this, Rob, wait for it. It was the 67th brewery opened in America. 67th. When was it again? In 1986. Just so everybody has a little bit of context with the, the rapid growth of the craft beer industry. Today, in 2020 pre-March, there was over 7,000 breweries in America. So to say that there wasn't even 70 a mere 24 years ago is uh, an astounding uh, growth trend that the craft beer industry has seen. So they were the 67th independent brewery in the country and the very first uh, brewery to open in Juneau, Alaska since Prohibition. And... (laughs) They're on top of things up there in Juneau. <laughs> <laughs> Took them a little while to get it going. <clears throat> and apparently even even Wyoming carries this beer, which is, I think, so, saying something. No excuses. Whoa. Everybody can get this beer. <laughs> I think Patrick had preemptively flipped you off on that one. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, yeah, that, that note came with the middle finger. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Alaskan Amber... Uh, the Amber is their flagship beer out of uh, out of Alaska, and, and the cool story I wanted to share uh, about the beer was that the owners of, of Alaskan, when they started, they were able to hunt down, you know, as, as as many people do as they build a brand and a company. They do a lot of research on on the local history. Uh, they really wanted the brewery to represent uh, the the local area and the history of the area. So they they had gone back to some of the original. Uh, documents that they could find about the brewing industry there in Juneau. Uh, Alaska was also part of the gold rush. You know, California gets a lot of the um, the accolades for the gold rush, but it was really everything, you know, uh, touching the Pacific Ocean. And so there was also a gold rush up there. So they had a big, uh, a big trend of folks moving there between 1899 and 1907. And there was some shipping records that they were able to hunt down on the ingredients that were uh, being brought in for the breweries in that time. And there was an old news article, a newspaper article in the early 1900s that highlighted a local brewery called Douglas City Brewing. 
and it uh, kind of gave a little bit of a peek behind the curtain on the technique that was uh, being used in, in breweries in the area. And so by using, uh, extrapolating the information from the ingredients that were being shipped into the area and this newspaper article, uh, the owners of Alaskan developed a recipe that would have been uh, representative of the time. And that is how they came up with the recipe for Alaskan Amber. Uh, so Alaskan Amber is an alt-style beer. Alt is a German word for old, and it is uh, inference to the aging process that goes through uh, this style of beer. Alt beer originally comes from uh, the city of Dusseldorf, which is in uh, kind of northern-ish, kind of central Germany. Um, so quite a uh, quite away from Munich, which is the uh, the hub of beer there in Germany. Why are you laughing? Nor Northern, central, southern, western Germany. It's a big country. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of over over here a little bit. You know, like, but it's kind of square. Like you can figure out where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's go, let's go with central, western Germany. There you go. I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, northern and southern in there too. You'll be good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've... I hate the term, but we, we do refer to alt beer as a hybrid style. Uh, and it was a big deal in Germany because, you know, keep in mind, Germ Germany was under the Reinheitsgebot uh, law, purity law, which indicated not only the ingredients that could be used in beer, but also the time of the year that beer could be brewed. And uh, now this is hundreds of years before Louis Pasteur uh, discovered yeast and understood exactly what was uh, creating this fermentation. You know, we didn't have any idea about um, micro anything, you know, so we didn't know what yeast or bacteria was at, at the time. All they knew is when they brewed in the summer, the beer would spoil and taste awful. Uh, and when they brewed in the winter, it would be clean and delicious. And so they, they wrote a law saying it was illegal to brew in the summer. Uh, so that's Munich, but you go up the way uh, you know, to central Western Germany, and you'll find that uh, alt beer had, had become a big deal. So it is actually um, a an ale yeast that is fermented at a cooler <laughs> temperature and then aged uh, a, a longer period of time, just like a pilsner or any other lager would be. So mm. it's it's kind of an ale put through a, a lager uh, technique which gives you a little bit more robust flavor uh, that is going to lend more to the grain, giving you bready, caramelly, uh, kind of toasted malt character with the with the uh, highly restrained fruit ester and uh, much cleaner and crisper mouthfeel than uh, than your typical ale. Randy, ignore all the comments, man. I think it's so hard. It's so distracting. <laughs> it's, it's, Eastern it's, Germany. It's, it's, my, it's my fault. It's my fault because I threw you off with the uh, – but I don't think I threw you off at all. I threw everybody else off with the, the, the central, northern, western, southern, eastern Germany thing. It's – so for, for – and Randy, correct me if I'm wrong. So basically what you're saying is <clears throat> this is an ale. It's produced with an ale-style yeast, which normally – is fermented at a slightly warmer temperature, like 65 to 70 degrees. Uh, but it's treated as a lager yeast, which is normally fermented at like 55 and below, right? That's, cor that's correct. 
So more or less. So it's thank you for ignoring. There's there's some some inconsistencies there, but for the most part, that's kind of broad strokes. And so by by taking that yeast that's used to thriving in a warmer temperature, it takes longer to produce uh, to produce the beer to consume the sugars. So it's it is that's why they're calling it a hybrid style. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, that's exactly. Correct. That's just wanted to uh, make this section a little bit longer. <laughs> you're you're responding to the fact that Eric tuned out on my second sentence of like I, 25 sentences. I don't I don't think that uh, that Eric is a perfect barometer for this show. I think people tune in and they're expecting a a certain level of beer knowledge. They expect nothing on the cigar side, and I appreciate that. They're <laughs> expecting a certain level of beer knowledge, Randy, and you were just bringing it. Don't just ignore the haters. They're just trying to make fun of you. We love you. Yeah. We love you, Randy. I appreciate that, Eric. I really do. So I, I, I did want to have, uh, I did want to share because it's one of uh, the highlights of of my personal life was that um, I have won a national homebrewing award, uh, which is a really big freaking deal for homebrewers. It's it's a multi stage. You have to uh, you have to win your regional. Um, to it's like the Olympics. It is. You have to win your regionals to then go on to a second round, and then uh, the uh, the awards don't even come in till the third round. And so I've actually been up on stage uh, receiving a silver medal for my alt style homebrew. Nice silver though. Gosh, you had to do it. Yeah, Randy, I can't even make a beer that's drinkable. So <laughs> I, I got I, I, my hats off to you. I'd take it off, but then everybody see my bald head. <laughs> My hats off to you. It's brewing beer, especially as a home brewer, is really difficult. I know I, I'm in all these different Facebook groups, and these guys are making this, that, and the other thing, and I'm like, I can't even make. I've made. I've been brewing for like four or five years, off and on, like I don't not consistently like every weekend or anything. And I've made a handful of beers that were consumable, and one or two that I thought were really good. One that I thought was great, and then the keg spurted all over the place, and I only got to take two sips of it, but. <clears throat> It was probably terrible, but in my mind, it's always going to be great. It's the one that got away. I was going to say, it's always going to be the best beer you ever brewed. In the your one mind. that got away. The, the best beer I've ever made, Randy, was a, uh, a smash, which is, it's just a pale ale. It's a single malt and single hop smash. So it was a, a galaxy smash. It was very, very good. And I'm actually hoping perhaps this weekend, Randy, to brew a, uh, a citra. No, not citra, strata. I love the Strata hop. Relatively new hop to the scene. Are you guys yeah. joining us for a uh, cigar barbecue later this month? <clears throat> Thank you for interrupting my story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So anyways, uh, you guys like the barbecue, right? Um, well, no, Jordan, Jordan asked that. It was, it was part of Randy. It I was, was part of Robbie's. Trying to get this in there because. Because uh, Robbie was talking about home brewing. We're thinking about brewing during that day, and maybe it'd be cool if Randy could give everybody tips as and we all Robbie, that'd brew. be sweet if you brewed that day, too. Randy could barbecue that day, and I'll brew that day. And so we'll, we'll get good barbecue was, and terrible homebrew. And we'll brew that day, too, and we can kind of share what we're doing. That'd be fun. Oh, shoot. I never got you the gosh darn milkshake uh, IPA. I, I have the recipe for you, Jordan. make a milkshake sure IPA. Oh, no, not an IPA. We're talking milkshake <laughs> Berliner. Oh. Ooh. Is that a Is thing? That what it was? No. Well, yeah. Well, Works tears uh, it up at those. Didn't... Uh, Patrick, send us some milkshake Berliners. And when I say didn't, he he did. <laughs> it was a milkshake IPA that he sent me. 
Oh, I, I got the um, I got the. I've peach. never heard of. I've never heard of something called a milkshake Berliner. Well, you haven't lived. <laughs> so a, a, Ber, a Berliner Weiss is basically is a kettle sour. It's the same thing, yeah. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, a Berliner and Goza. The only uh, real distinguishing difference is a Goza has uh, salt added oh. to it. Yeah, but they're 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 both very very similar styles. They're both very low ABV. But I mean, a milkshake, anything. Now that you brought it up, Jordan, um, it has lactose in it. Is it so... has lactose in it as as well as typically would have a fruit addition, uh, additionally. We're thinking so... strawberry. We're so at, uh, at at the brewery that I work with. We have a, a beer coming out this next week, and it is a actually no, that's not that one doesn't have a lactose in it. We have one coming out in a few weeks, raspberry, um, and it's got vanilla and lactose. So that could technically be like a raspberry milkshake Berliner if we wanted to call it that. that hey Robbie, good. look at that! One of our regular audience members, Tanner Cole, apparently is a home brewer, and I didn't know that. Tanner's stock is rising. He's won a few contests here. I know I've sent him. Uh, I believe I sent Tanner some stickers. And Kevin, I'm, Kevin's stickers went missing in the mail. That's how hot these these uh, Flavor Odyssey stickers are. Someone stole them out of his mailbox. Do you? Uh, do you send him the new ones? No, he's going to be one of the first people to get the new ones. Oh, okay. Because cool. his other ones got stolen. Which is somewhat ironic because my face is on that sticker and I have yet to receive any of those stickers. Here's the, here's, I have one stuck on my laptop. One. It's physically impossible for me to show it to oh you. Oh my gosh. It's perfect. So sexy. Eric, is that your personal yeah. travel humidor? That's my personal travel humidor, baby. One of them. I have I have never been more flattered by anything in my entire life. Right on the top. <laughs> right on the top, baby. <laughs> the top. That is amazing. It's a, it's a it's a special moment here on Cigar Dojo. Yeah. Yeah. No. But uh, as far as cigar barbecue, uh, I was hoping to be a, a significant uh, contributor to both the uh, barbecue and now. Oh. Chris Flood checked in as a home drinker. <laughs> yes. Chris is killing it tonight. Chris is. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame, man. That dude. I'm uh -oh. telling you. Bring up the Hall of Fame. He you is. know, it's funny you should bring up the Hall of Fame. Question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going out yet <laughs> uh there is a press release and a promo video a hype video as i like to call it. um <laughs> kind of telling reel. my my tale <laughs> my story uh about um my my unjust uh situation as as i am just like everybody watching here you know i'm, I'm a fan of the dojo i'm a fan of the app i love the community uh consider myself a significant part of this community and and i have been told by master sensei and the sumatra samurai that i'm somehow ineligible now that i host a show where my whole my whole platform is i went from just being a dude posting pictures to you know stardom on this community i think that in itself dictates that I belong in the Hall of Fame. Is is that not how we all see it? Randy, I don't even think if you if you even weren't a an employee, you still wouldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> you lost you lost me at stardom. <laughs> stardom. <laughs> I have seen this video and it is shocking, even even for the internet. So wait, wait, just to finish this it, thought. Part of it made me uncomfortable actually. Randy Randy you did send this press release to Coop, right? 
<laughs> I did. So I, I did not just a press release. I did a full media packet. You know, I, as, as, as someone in marketing, I actually like really em- uh, empathize with Coop. Yeah, it's frustrating as, as someone, you know, like your, your guys yourselves trying to cover the news in this industry if it's not being communicated to you in, 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 an, in an appropriate manner. I appreciate that, Vince. I'll, I'll try. I'll oh, try. Um, but uh, so I, I, I wrote a press release. Um, I think I did a bang up job on that personally. I did a promo video. I also did some uh, some promotional assets. So there's a social media tile. There's a Facebook event banner. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm prepped to do some posters. If, if there's going to be some like, uh, some, if, if uh need be. did you hire like a social media intern for this? Do you have, do you have any of those signs I could put in my yard? Like, uh, oh, like that is yard, brilliant. like <clears throat> got to have those. I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to my POS vendor. Yeah. I, I bet I can get those. I bet I can. Do you got tins? Like I want a tin to hang on the wall. Like, yeah. Oh, ran, a ran tin tacker? Yeah. Tin yeah. Tin yeah. Tin, give me that. Bobbleheads. Yeah, oh, bobblehead. It would be the first bobblehead where the head is smaller than the body. Hey! Know? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's cold. Oh, that's cold. So, so, so I, I do, I do <laughs> implore the audience, you know, you guys, uh, we appreciate so much. Um, you know, that, that we have a following here that you guys tune in, that you listen to our ramblings about cigars and, and, and beer. His humility alone should win him a spot. <laughs> Steve Holmes coming in with fire. Well done, my friend. Will you be homebrewing this weekend? I'd like to implore all of you to, you know, let Eric and Jordan know that you want to see one of your own that you know, enter into the Hall of Fame. I, I, this is a community. They can't, they, you know, Eric can't just sit up here like a dictator and say who is and who isn't. We're, we're a community. We're, I'm, we're, really, I'm really so, glad you added tater to the end of that. <laughs> I just, I was afraid you were going to stop before you said tater. And then, okay. Well, then we got a serious endorsement coming up here. Oh, oh my so. goodness gracious. Hall of Fame one member and, and, Cuba Riqueño, uh, brand owner and superstar celebrity, uh, Juan Cancel. I cannot say how honored I am to have your endorsement and your backing in my effort to take my rightful place. I'm pretty sure in- Randy paid Juan Cancel <laughs> off because Juan's yeah. got like quotes in the uh, press release and everything. It's, it's- <laughs> just no way. <laughs> He's on the payroll. He's on the payroll for sure. I've been, I've been doing some serious stumping. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Randy's sending out jerky and beer to everybody. It's oh, just heck crazy. yeah. Oh, heck yeah. <clears throat> thank, thank, thank you, guys. I, I, I appreciate the support. Hey, we have an actual really... beer question. Oh, that is a good question. Randy, what's first, the best oh, homebrew kit for a first-time homebrewer? Equipment or ingredient would, would would have to be identified. I was the operations manager for a company called Beer Beer and More Beer. Uh, that's morebeer.com uh, for several years, and uh, and so I'm I, I I am biased. I think they do a fantastic job. They were one of the early uh, homebrew companies to get onto the internet, and uh, Juan Cancel. Everybody, I'd just like to say Juan Cancel is a prince among men. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny, Randy, when I started, when I first started homebrewing, 
I uh, was ordering stuff from more beer. I was ordering, uh, you know, ingredients and, you know, um, stuff for my, uh, for my homebrew kit and everything. And then I realized that they were 15 minutes away from my house. Yeah. I didn't realize they had a, their showroom, I guess is what you'd call it. Showroom. One of their warehouses is in Concord, California. So we can just drive. Well, now they're doing curbside service now, actually, but, uh, <clears throat> we can just drive over there. But, uh, I would, I would think, I would guess at Patrick when he says kit, I immediately thought of like a, a recipe. Style of beer. Well, yeah. well, in that case, the answer for me is always going to be a German Hefeweizen. Uh, it's really? it, yeah, it has a shorter fermentation time. You know that that first batch of beer that you brew, you're anxious as can be to to you know try it as soon as possible. Uh, it's a very forgiving yeast in that you can ferment at a higher ambient temperature, so it's not necessary to have refrigeration. Um, you'll you'll have good. Uh, um, appropriate flavors all the way into the 70s um and so to, it also clarity isn't a priority for that issue, style yeah. of beer so so to me german half is is what i'm always going to tell people you start there it, it's a nice easy you, you know it's a single or a double you don't have to swing for the fence and try and brew a pilsner and need additional refrigeration for your uh, uh fermentation um so yeah, uh, German Hefeweizen would uh, would be a strong one. Yeah, for me, like uh, the first beer, like I said, that I was able to make, oh, as I fall off camera there, was uh, that was was drinkable was just a simple smash pale ale. But um, <clears throat> again, the the clarity issues and the uh, the the temperature for the yeast are good points. I've never tried to bur to brew a, a German Hef. Maybe I should. Maybe I'd feel better about myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why I always recommend it because you're you're you know nine there's a high probability of having success and being invigorated and want to keep going and sure you know uh just just like with the cigar community how i contribute so much here i also try and uh contribute in in uh, the homebrewing community and, and and draw more people to it it's a it's a awesome hobby um it's not unlike cooking or barbecuing you know it's spending time in the backyard and, and it's a rabbit hole perfecting your craft yeah no it's, it's a great hobby uh someone asked about the the starter kit as well um if you go to more beer there's um, there's starter kits that probably come with uh um everything that you're going to need to get started i bought my first starter kit um which was made out of some of those bright orange home depot uh igloo type cooler things that have the little spigot on them i don't know what they're called but the big bright orange things um, <clears throat> cooler type situations, but you can find those on any website. I found mine on Craigslist. Uh, they have a lot of the, those uh, electronic ones now that are all just kind of a all in one type situation. That's what I'm brewing on now. And they're, those are pretty affordable as well. So there's a lot of different options. Randy, we should probably start talking about this pairing because I'm, I'm about sure. halfway through my cigar. What do you think? Like, I, was, that? I was just thinking I'm almost done with my beer. <laughs> in a stunning uh, turn of events. Yes. You've got more than one, right? Um, no, I, I... You drank the other one. Drank that one. Yeah, that's all right. So, <laughs> for me, this cigar is is really interesting. It's, it's very elegant. It's kind of got a delicate flavor profile to it. So, un, kind of unwittingly, I gave you a pretty hard cigar to pair with. I remembered this being a bit stronger in flavor. It is, and, and don't take that as a negative. It is very, very elegant, very, very um, 
uh, delicate in the flavors for me. I'm not getting anything that's like super, super present. There was a lot of white kind of pepper spice for me on the retrohale at the beginning that's about halfway through, um, getting right up to the, to the lovely and, and a little bit large label. But uh, these are bigger ring, bigger size cigars, so the larger label isn't really that big of a deal. A uh, band, I should say. Um, <clears throat> going into brewery terms, the label. I was designing labels all day today, Randy, I tell you. We're, I'm, we are canning twice as much beer as we used to, and somebody's got to do it, you know? Oh. Um, you guys are canning, like, everything now, right? Yeah, no brewery in America is putting anything in kegs at this not, point. Not, no, not, it, it, they're, they're canning from their kegs is what they're doing. Oh, no. homebrew style <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah no I, I i agree with you the the cigar is very balanced um mm. it has definite uh a very woody character to me it's, it's, it's very cedar it, forward very much so yeah uh, the the pepper is uh somewhat softer like you said more, more of a white pepper than a black pepper even in the retro hill you don't get that that sharpness uh, from the spiciness but it is full flavored at the same time so it's kind of interesting to say that like not one of those flavors is more predominant or or you know really guiding the way but it is a big uh flavor profile in general i think it's uh, got great smoke production so i'm i mean it's very mouth filling are you guys getting the sort of uh pruney raisiny sweetness in the kind of on the finish I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm getting a bit of a dried fruit uh, thing going here, and it, like a dried cherry almost. I think of cherry for some reason. Yeah. Hmm. Not like not like a tart cherry, right. um, but like a sweeter stewed kind of cherry vibe. I don't know. Um, not like a Jolly Rancher. But uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm definitely getting a, a kind of a fruity aspect, and I'm wondering if I was getting that a little bit before I started uh, drinking the beer, but I think the beer is highlighting that a bit, and to me, that's kind of the, the flavor hook is there's a bit of a, a stewed fruit vibe that I'm getting that connects both of them. It's on a brighter side of the flavor uh, wheel, if that's such a thing. And um, it's that part of the pairing for me is, is, is working quite a bit on that flavor. I don't know if the intensity is right, but the, the flavor with that little bit of stewed fruit seems to be working. Yeah, I you know I, I wasn't gonna say that myself. Now that you guys have said it, and I'm looking for it, uh, it, it there is a subtle uh, dried fruit character. I think the um, for me a a flavor hook that I immediately was drawn to was that uh, kind of bread crust uh, mm. type note to it uh, that that I think is uh, very prevalent in both the beer and the cigar. Um, so I think there are so, some some uh, some flavor. Uh, attributes there that that are resonating well uh, for the pairing in general. Uh, to your comment about the uh, the intensity, Rob, since uh, you, you cracked the surface on that one, you know it it was something. It is a tricky pairing, I think, with with this cigar because, uh, like you said, it's a twenty dollars stick. Uh, I really wanted to be careful. I wanted to uh, play it safe, uh, as I've never paired these two together. But uh, you know, you you put the challenge out there. And so it immediately occurred to me, not immediately. It took me a while to come up with with, with the idea for the <laughs> for the alt beer. Uh, but but when I when I did think about it, it, it came to me that it is going to have a bready note. It's going to be a cleaner. It's going to be a little bit less um, uh, body forward. It's not going to have as much uh, mouthfeel. 
because of the lagering process and the cooler fermentation temperature. So I, I definitely, if I was going to miss on intensity, I wanted to make sure that it was a cigar that ran over the beer, not the other way around. Um, and so from that aspect, I think the, um, I would peg this intensity of the cigar at kind of like a medium plus. I think you said that earlier in the show with the, with the, the beer doesn't quite have enough of that uh, kind of caramelly um, malt character. I think it's a little bit lighter than I than ideally we we would find for what you'd call a perfect pairing. Um, but it's uh, it's not atrocious. You know, you're not totally running over the beer uh, with, with with the cigar. They're, they're they're close. It's a slight miss. Um, but we've talked before. You know, if if you're going to do a pairing, um, it's uh, on this show, you know, we are, you know, here representing Cigar Dojo. Uh, we do want to make sure that, that the cigar is the kind of star of the pairing uh, for the way we go about these. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I won't rate it. You have to tell me if I, if I <clears throat> met the challenge well. I think, I think we're going to be in agreement on this, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag it out a little bit. I think a couple of things that would pair really, really well with this cigar that Pilsner or Quell that we had, Ooh. I think that would pair very, very nicely. And something that's a bit different uh, than Pilsner or Quell, obviously, I think a Belgian double might be pretty nice with this. Because mm. you're kind of highlighting that stewed fruit. It's going to have a little bit more uh, gusto um, behind the, the beer uh, That's kind of what I was thinking. I, I, originally, I want to think barley wine, but that seems like the barley wine might overpower the cigar yeah i think I, I like where you're going that's kind of where i i, I settled on double because i think a barley wine is going to be a bit aggressive i mean we, we did that uh what was the one that we did the american barley wine the lagunitas oh you're doing a double right now uh the brown sugar the brown sugar i think that might maybe overpower it just a bit mm. not not a ton but a lot of residual sweetness in that yeah. one really coats the palate yeah yeah that the cigar might have a little a little bit of a tougher time uh, cutting through that. Yeah, Kevin uh, Kevin nailed it. He said the, the cigar outshines the beer, but the, the beer is, uh, is pretty good. He could drink it pretty much every day. It's, it's, yep. I, I, it's funny. I always thought of this as an amber ale because, frankly, the last time I was – it's been a while since I've had this beer, but it's, I just kind of just assumed it was an amber ale uh, based on the name. <clears throat> but tasting it now, it is, it is a bit more um, – uh, I don't want to say more complex than an amber ale, but it's it's definitely a different flavor profile than an amber. Mm -hmm. It's it's an interesting beer. It's it's much more refreshing than it looks like it's going to be. It's because I mean it, it it checks in. It's it's definitely amber in color, right. but it's just, it, this is a good hot afternoon kind of beer. It doesn't really uh, it doesn't look that way, but it it, uh, it performs that way. So yeah, I right. think a double. And Randy, I saw that you cracked a double and just pulled the one of the West West Mall. Yeah, uh, this is from a, a leftover from a previous episode. So I have here the West Mall triple um, uh, Trappist double. Pardon me. Um, and so I, I am going to give that that a whirl. Uh, I'm but to, to see how that turns out. Yeah, to your point, you know, just just to kind of give a, a comparison against an amber ale, uh, the amber ale flavor profile is really built on those caramel and, and uh, touch of chocolate malt. Uh, so you're going to have a little bit more depth uh, of multi character where in the alt, it's really just enough of those same types of malts, but just enough to add the color 
without making a huge impact on flavor. Um, so, so uh, a kind of softer, more more uh, elegant uh, flavor pr- profile. You know, when you compare an alt to an amber ale. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so for me, <clears throat> my rating, and I was given clearance to do this last week. I'm going thumb sideways on this one. Oh. <laughs> I, I, and Randy, I feel like you might do the same thing. It's not. It's not a, a. It's it's not a. It's not a pairing where everything's elevated. But I don't feel like anything's really getting downgraded. But nothing's really enhanced in any way. I'm to me, it's it's definitely a thumb sideways. It's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. There's nothing to push me really in either direction. Well, I. I do agree with your, you, you know, the the way you phrase that. It's nothing offensive about it. If you cracked an amber, uh, Alaskan amber, and smoked this cigar, you're you're gonna be good. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the pairing. They, they go just fine together. But to your point, and and it is a big deal for me that uh, for 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 us to do a show where we're really trying to help people find great pairings that will enhance the experience to where uh, what what is it the the sum is greater than that of its parts um the only problem that i have is that uh sideways a thumb sideways uh isn't an option it's not and, committal <laughs> and, and, and and so uh you know so, since you're giving me the opportunity to judge myself against the challenge Unfortunately, I'm going to say that I didn't. Uh, I didn't meet the the task, and I'm going to go thumbs down. Randy, uh, a man of integrity, Hall of Fame 2020. <laughs> oh, you butt kisser! <laughs> <laughs> How is that, Eric? But I, I, there's no one more critical. I'm just going to leave it at this up this, for the rest of the show. In, 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 in this whole, <laughs> <laughs> just leave it that way. For those of you listening on the podcast, Jordan has decided just to leave the thumbs down. Covering uh, Randy's face there. When we when we give our scores, we get these gigantic thumbs that show up on the screen, and and uh, Randy is trapped behind his thumbs down for the rest of the show. Ah, sorry, man. But, I, li- but I'll, I I'll liked you, what I Randy did. To, I liked what Randy it. did. It, this was his pairing, mm-hmm. and he he had the uh, cajones to go ahead grand and vo- to vote it down. That's that's saying yeah. something. That might earn you a certificate of uh, of something. <laughs> a participation trophy yeah Juan Cancel is one of the most phenomenal members of cigar dojo uh in all of history and if there's different levels of the hall of fame i personally think that Juan Cancel should be in the little room at the end of the hall it's the hall and it's the hall or the hall or no hall that's it there's there's nothing above the hall right rob i know we it's it's well known actually uh, 150% of you, if I can borrow a, a phrase from Rob, um, 150% of you that know that Rob is not only a passionate baseball fan, and you're looking at a, at, a, at a really true red-blood American right there in that La Coalition hat, and, uh, and he not only is a massive baseball fan and historian, he actually works in the industry, has worked for both of the local baseball teams here in the Bay Area for the athletics, sure. as well as the San Francisco Giants, and is, uh, and is my baseball hero. Uh, I'm waiting for the punchline. Robbie, he's, nope. he's trying to win you over to his campaign. I'm waiting for the punchline. <laughs> I, I I am not a baseball historian. I will I, there there is no way. If you watch the uh, the baseball show on uh, Coop's website, and I, I highly recommend that you do. It's uh, th- those guys 
Bear and uh, and Hector and Hell, yeah. Miguel. Uh, I'm not gonna throw Aaron in there because Aaron Aaron didn't really give me a whole lot of baseball history knowledge. But those other three guys really know. He's and, more and of Coop, a statistician, really. And, and Coop watches video on all these guys, so right. uh, you know, of course, he's, he's seen Obviously. videos on Honus Wagner and all these guys. So, um, well, well, all that being said, I was gonna ask you, Rob. So I, like, I don't recall. Have you been? to Cooperstown and, and visited the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is the punchline I was waiting for. Uh, Randy, I have not. Uh, no, there, there was no punchline there. I, I just didn't remember have, if you were have, familiar have, with the layout. Randy, have you been there, and, and did you have the entire place to yourself? Or? You know, it's funny you should ask. I have been <laughs> to Cooperstown and visited the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it was a really special thing. I was there as a, as a guest of Oma Gang Brewery, uh, who's a, a brewery that focuses Great on Belgian-style beers. Three philosophers is is one of them. Um, yes, I, I if everybody could just read the comment from Juan there, he's asking for thumbs up, thumbs down from the audience. If Randy should be in the Hall of Fame, I, I think that would go a long way in in helping my my uh, my bid here to, to convince up. Eric that that I, the community at large is really what matters. Not not to sidetrack the conversation, but Randy, when did you start? To, what's that wrist wear that you have on there? Oh, you know what it is. Uh, so I have a five month old son, mm-hmm. and he uh, two weeks ago started teething, and. Uh, my wife had gotten he's making my... jewelry. <laughs> I, I, I got he started a website. He's making jewelry. It's it's for sale. You guys can pick it up right now. He's his daddy's son, right? <laughs> uh, that's my boy. Uh, no, there. Um, my brother-in-law gave my wife an amber necklace, mm-hmm. and there I, I didn't know this about amber. So amber is a resin. We all saw Jurassic Park, right? Indeed, we did. It's, yeah. it's terrible stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's an acid. Uh, found in the resin of amber that when worn and and you become warm actually gets into the bloodstream and eases pain and and calms you and and you know it's it's one of those things a little bit off the beaten path of, of what I would normally subscribe to except I saw it absolutely work where where my my son was very fussy very uncomfortable clearly and my wife started putting this uh, amber necklace on him. And uh, and it absolutely calmed him. Uh, Like I said, it's something I would typically be uh, skeptical about. (laughs) Uh, Holistic. It is very holistic. uh, But 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 I saw it work. And so I was having um, I've, you know, on the shelter in place situation right where you guys see me sitting for this show is where I I work from now. I work from home. I work from right here in the studio uh, for my day job working at 21st Amendment Brewery. And it's caused my back to be killing me. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in a chair that I normally wouldn't sit in for this long. I have a very fancy, nice chair in my office. Um, so but I don't have stuff right the luxury now? of that here in the studio. <laughs> a, uh, so I started having all these back pains. So is, is this a pyramid scheme? Is a pyramid scheme all of a sudden got roped into? What's going on? <laughs> I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just well, saying. So, so it's, it's, there have been requests, amb- Randy, for your Etsy page. They want People want to know where your Etsy page is and where they can buy this miracle cure. Okay, well, uh, so tezsoap.com is uh, is where we have our homemade soaps that my wife makes. Uh, there's a l- lot of great uh, uh, combinations of uh, aromatics. And, and, is, it, uh, is this a fight club situation? <laughs> and, and it's definitely, you know, we, we blend our own teas. I've used them. They, I yeah, you've used my soaps, right? All you guys have gotten our soaps. 
Um, it's pretty cool. And, it's uh, black soap. He has black soap. Oh, that's the you charcoal. You see where soap. it goes on. You, you feel super clean oh. after you use it, though. You really do. It, and it, it smells nice. Yeah, it, it has a it has mint in it, and so charcoal and mint are both disinfecting, uh, have disinfecting qualities to them. Uh, so I'm able to kind of get that disinfectant character with using any harsh chemicals that uh, Jordan and Eric don't subscribe to. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, testsoap.com, check it out. What in the <laughs> heck are we talking about? What just happened? I want I want this to keep going. For I tuned hours. out for Let's like four minutes there. <laughs> What else do we have? Not sure where those beads have been. Hey, now. Will these beads keep the murder hornets away, Randy? That's the question. I'm telling you. Those, that those was a things solid are, question, Steve. I've, I've been afraid of the, uh, the, the killer bees since I was a kid, and they finally got here. It took them 30 years, but they finally made it. Those these things are, I, yeah, I, saw, I watched amazing. one take down a mouse on a video today. Like, this is crazy. Oh, really? Have you seen the one where it's the it's the guy from like the Earth Channel or whatever the hell it is, and it, like the naked and afraid type stuff, and he uh, he lets the bee sting him. Have you seen his video? No. And watch how his arm, like within thirty seconds, his arm is like double the size. That's Coyote Peterson, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, I love that, that guy. That's an audience guy. question there. That we don't was, we don't have an audience cam anymore, but that was Matt. It that guy's great. You should watch more of his stuff. He's awesome. Dude, that that guy was intense. He like he put it in little tweezers and put it on his arm and like prodded it to sting him. Really? And yeah, I don't want anything to do with that noise. Look at Aron Sasu checking that, in. That's that, awesome. That's my beautiful wife who makes these fabulous soaps. And uh, and she is just the joy of my life, makes my whole life better. We're very excited. This weekend will be her very first Mother's Day. Oh, you know, uh, Ran Randy, cool. did you notice none of our wives are on this show? <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you don't get the same support at home that I do. Eric. Ooh, oh, nice. I, like, I like that. I, I can shame. I can attest to this. Aransa Sue is the most patient woman on the face of the earth. Oh, well, she has to be. She's dealing with Randy and a toddler. She is a <laughs> she's a saint, an absolute saint. I I'll take it. I, 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 I agree. I'm, I'm not an easy person to make your life partner. Uh, Aranza Suvielvaso Griggs is an amazing human being. Indeed she is. Indeed. <laughs> and a fun name to say. It is. It is. <laughs> and she's quite a fisherman. Fisherwoman? Yes. Fish-person? Yes. Fish Fishito. We've, we've gone fishing. We have it, all been fishing. And it was a lot of fun. I don't think we caught anything, but it was fun. Randy wanted to fight these guys, guys who brought their boat. It was great. <laughs> Taking Randy fishing is exactly what you think it's like to take Randy fishing. <laughs> they were being rude. They were not being courteous to anyone else on the lake that day. All right. It's, okay. No, it's true. But he, he, did, he, he asked me, he's like, Rob, do you want me to go say something to these guys? Like, come on. Man. Like, Randy, we're just hanging out drinking beer. And it's fine. All, All right. right. So uh, back to the show. Now, we haven't done any of the show. We talked about the cigar a little bit, talked about the beer a little bit. Thumb sideways. We're moving on. This show has just been, uh, this is just us hanging. This is just guys being dudes, I think. Episode. Wow, well, look at this. Nice. Look at that. <laughs> look at that Beautiful. sexy photo. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that band is hard to photograph because it's very shiny. It looks shiny. like it. Oh, yeah. It, it, it really does absorb and reflect all of the light. And I'd like to point out to uh, Steve Holmes that I have brought in external lighting for today's episode. 
so you can see my face. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like that. That's why you look uh, so good. It's, it's When I look up, you can see it in my, in my glasses. But I when I like look it. down, it's, we're good. So you can see me this week. I, I prepared. So you, Rob, did, did you notice that Eric just tried to induct my wife into the Hall of Fame? And I'm just bringing I'm it up, man. I think it's fantastic. I, I support it completely. Just bringing it up. That's rough. Dudes, just guys being dudes. So, okay, so we're, we've kind of uh, come to the end of this episode. This was these challenge episodes were fun. Yeah. Uh, what, Randy? Next week we've got ooh, the. Uh, oh, this is going to be good. Next week yeah. we've got the the five and twenty five episode. Yes, we're calling it five and twenty five. This so, is the one I've been waiting for all season long, baby. So the <laughs> the idea behind this show is so it's going to be a little bit different. So Randy is going to have his own pairing. And I'm going to have mine. Randy is tasked to find a cigar that's at least $25 and pair it with a beer that's less than five, which is probably an easier task than I've got, which is to find a beer that's $25 or over and pair it with a cigar that's under five bucks. Yes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> So we are we are going to the opposite ends of the spectrum here. We're going to mm-hmm. cover the whole gambit. And now, can I ask a question? As far as the beer is concerned, are we talking about MSRP? Like, let's just say, for example, I've got Bourbon County uh, is a uh, Bourbon County uh, barrel aged whatever from uh, Goose Island. They release it every year. It's a barrel aged beer. It comes out. It's about fifteen bucks a bottle. But if I have one that's like four years old, that would sell on the secondary market for more than twenty five. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but we're, we're, are we sticking to strict MSRP? Yeah, because I, these are somebody might buy one. You know, we, we got we got to think of like if people wanted to go and get that right. same thing. That's what I'm thinking. I think. Well, it's, if, even if even if I go over twenty five, it's probably going to be an eclipse, which people are only going to be able to find out here in California. That, anyway. Oh, we get eclipse all the time out here. That still fits the bill, I think. All right, all right, there it is. That's it's gonna be. Oh boy, it is gonna be a toasty, toasty episode. Poor, at poor, least for me. Poor Robbie. Right? That's a rough one for Robbie, man. That's no, it's not rough. What are you talking about? I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna smoke. I already know what I'm smoking, and it's a cigar that I'm I'm actually kind of excited about because I've never smoked it before and I've heard good things. We're not gonna let the cat out of the bag just okay. yet. Okay. Okay. But the beer specifically is just. Randy's gonna have to drink five or six of his. Oh, that's the other. Ooh. Another caveat, Randy has to drink five beers. Yes. <laughs> and you have to smoke five cigars. All right. Oh, no, I'll just smoke just the one. <laughs> this is not going to be a seven-hour show. Just, just one. I Randy totally, to I totally want to see Randy just chug a beer on the show. That's. I was, I was going to say, well, if, one. if, if I'm like really going to have seconds of bliss. Yes. I was going to say, if we're, if we're talking about the beer that, that I think I've chosen for this, Drinking five of those during one show will be just kind of, you know, a Wednesday afternoon for me. It will still be fun to see. (laughs) You you know, I used to be quite – never mind. Never mind. Randy, don't don't sell yourself out like that. You're better than that. I'm terrible. I'm absolutely terrible at chugging beer. More of it ends up on me. Yeah, me too, Robbie. I'm with you on that. I'm not a beer chugger. My wife is really good at chugging beer. But I, I, I hope she's not watching. Uh, she, she can chug a beer. I can't. I'm terrible at it. Uh, yeah, I, I can put them back. I'll. Um, <laughs> Newsflash. Uh, moderation, you know, Randy. We preach moderation. Uh, uh, 
Uh, I will say just before we start wrapping up here, um, uh, as I am now uh, nearly done with this uh, Belgian double, uh, the, the, the mouthfeel on this and the flavor profile feel, and this would, this actually is working out really, really well. Uh, So uh, I definitely would have earned myself a thumbs up. Had I thought to pair the West mill double with this Cinco Decadas from Hoya de Nicaragua, which, by the way, I don't think we ever said Hoya is the Spanish word for jewel. A lot of people w- would assume it might mean joy because it's so similar. So the jewel of Nicaragua who only make Nicaraguan puros. Not it only. Is the, the jewel of Nicaragua is the tobacco. Indeed. Or the volcanoes or the people. I love Nicaragua. It's just an awesome country. I want to go back. Mm. And they I were the, shot. they were the basically that that was what started uh, Nicaraguan cigars, you know. So uh, OG, the OG Nix, baby. Nixon loved them. Yeah. From what I understand, yeah, it was the official yeah. cigar of the White House for a while there. That's right. It's the only so it's the only brand that's been um, actually that Classico uh, that you mentioned yeah. earlier. So it was the uh, the official cigar of the country. Mm. So good. Yeah. That's a great cigar. Cool. So, yeah, we'll come back next week. We've got the uh, – that's going to be fun. The 25 and 5 episode will be fun. Oh, okay. uh, Eric, what's going on on uh, All Smoking right. this Friday? So we have a crazy show planned. Uh, I don't even know if it's going to work. But, guys, Friday night we're trying to get somebody from every cigar company that we've ever done a collaboration with into the virtual lounge, the Cigar oh, Dojo's cool. virtual lounge, and we're just going to broadcast the discussion that happens. So – Already committed, Juan and Kevin from Protocol, boom, K9 and uh, Nightstick, right? Mm-hmm. Terrence Riley, Bonsai, Reviver, and the Quesada Dojo Deluxe Jordan. Matt Booth with Noodles will be on the show. Alec and Bradley Rubin, Uruodashi, <clears throat> right? George Ramey from Camacho, that's our Imperial Stout Barrel Aged. Eddie Guerrera, he'll be he'll be uh, representing Davidoff uh, for our Davidoff cigar that we did. Eddie will be on the show, and then I'm still working on Skip Martin, Robert Caldwell, and Jonathan Drew. But that is the plan wow. to try to get all of those guys wow. in the lounge at the exact same time. Uh, John, I talked to Jonathan today. He really, really wants to do it, but he has two other virtual lounges that he's doing that night, so he's going to try to squeeze us in. So I don't know if that's going to work or not, but we're going to try to get everybody in the virtual lounge and then broadcast that discussion, which should be insanely off the hook. That sounds amazing. I, the, the part that I'm most excited about is where will Eddie be tuning in from? Yes. Because that guy Did you say is Eric always Espinosa? on a Oh, Eric, I'm sorry, Eric Espinosa, too. And I, Eric I Espinosa. I didn't say that, sorry. Go ahead. But, but I feel like Eddie is always on a yacht or a beach or something. And he's always in a fly suit. Dude, that dudes he's like the guy that everybody wants to be, right? Yeah, it's like he's my spirit animal. Even <laughs> though I, like, like, my spirit animal really is just lazy and sits on the couch. But I, he's what I want my spirit animal to be. Yeah, totally, totally. So hopefully that, that show will work. We'll see. Who, who knows? That is one heck of a lineup, man. That's, that, that's impressive as can be. And then, so when are we barbecuing? That's May 24th, Sunday, May 24th. Cigar BQ, you can win prizes from Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars. In fact... See, Eric hesitates there, too. The that was good. The he, grand he, he's, prize... He's a professional, though. 
The Grand Prize Boys is a Weber grill, but what? the grill top is a Drew Estate themed uh, grill top. And so all you have to do to participate is just have a barbecue at your house and share pictures on the dojo with hashtag CigarBQ2020, and you might win one of several prizes. It's it's we've done it for this is our tenth year, right, Jordan? Tenth year. This is the tenth year. And guess this, Huge. there's even more to Huge. that day, you guys. Not only will be not only will Robbie be brewing homebrew, and we'll be brewing homebrew, and Randy will be barbecuing, but. Juan Cancel is going to do a live demonstration of his old fashion on that day on Facebook. And Jordan will be oh, doing oh, a live oh. demonstration of the white trash old fashion at the same time. Trashing so it up, baby. That day, May 24th, block, it's get stanky. just block out your schedule right now. If your if your spouse says, Hey, you've got like you've got like uh honeydews to do that day, say cigar uh, <laughs> barbecue is a national holiday. I can't do anything today other than grill food. So there you go. Hey, Eric, I, I got a quick question. Sure. Um, I, I've noticed my chances of, of winning oh, God, these contests has, has, has waned. I yes. used to win stuff on this show. Um, I actually am a big Weber guy. I have two Weber Smoky Mountains and a 22 and a half inch uh, Weber grill. If, if I post pictures of all my Webers, because I have a whole family of Webers in the backyard, will that give me a higher probability of winning this grill? Haven't you ever watched a game show and in they say like employees of NBC are ineligible Not to eligible. win prizes? So sorry, Randy, <laughs> you're screwed. NBC said that. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like the opposite of perks with this job. Exactly. <laughs> but Aransa Sue could post it. Ooh, she can. Ooh. I like loophole. Actually, usually to Eric's point, those little things usually say. Employees and family members of employees are, are disqualified. I know, but I think we're gonna like we're gonna just gonna allow your wife in because yeah. she's so cool. We she's might, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, it might happen. Who knows? She's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us today. This is a lot of fun. We uh, it was this was a this was a fun episode. We kind of just went all over the place. It was a, an all over the map episode, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, Appreciate you guys for tuning in on the Facebook Live. Everybody who tunes in on podcasts, we appreciate you as well. We will see you all next Wednesday when the Odyssey continues.